You're listening to the audio podcast of the weekly message preached during the online worship service of Central United Methodist Church. We are located in Arlington, Virginia. You're invited to join us for our live worship experience through Facebook or Zoom every Sunday at 10.30 a.m. Visit www.cumcballston.org for details. There you can also learn more about our congregation where we worship God, serve others, and embrace all. Our guest preacher today is the Rev. Dr. Sarah Calvert the Arlington District Superintendent. A reading from John chapter 21, verses 15 through 19. When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you truly love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said, you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you truly love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. The third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my sheep. I tell you the truth. When you were younger, you dressed yourself and went where you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. Then he said to him, Follow me. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I'm going fishing. That's it. I'm done. The world is too complicated. There is too much going on. I am out of here. When I first came to this job as your district superintendent a year ago, I thought it was going to be a very difficult time. It was a difficult time in the church. There was a potential for schism. There was a potent, there's a general conference 2020 coming up that could dictate the future of Methodism. I thought that was pretty overwhelming to start with. And then we layered on a pandemic, a worldwide pandemic that nobody has any idea how to lead or walk through. On top of that, we have come to a sudden and urgent understanding of the injustices in our society. The racial injustices have just uh, become very clear to us as we watch George, George Floyd's death. Something has to be done about that now, and we can't afford to lose any more people. On top of that, you may or may not have noticed, but it's an election year. And our churches are very difficult places during an election year as people have different opinions and are still friends and in community with each other. How do you walk through that? Oh, and I don't want to forget murder hornets because I'm not sure where they're going to come into play, but I'm pretty sure they're going to be layered on top of this. So for all of that, I'm going fishing. Well, probably not fishing because I'm a vegetarian and I don't eat fish and But I did watch what the disciples did when they had had enough of reality, when they had had enough and had no answers, when they were tired and fatigued. In this story, Jesus is is, uh, coming back to his disciples, but they have gone fishing. They have walked with Jesus, left their homes, left their living as fishermen, most of them, and gone off uh, with Jesus for three years to parts unknown, doing incredible things, things nobody would believe, miracles. And then, and then their leader, Jesus, who they had come to believe was the living incarnation of God, then their leader is arrested and tortured and crucified and everything changes and they run and they hide 
One of them has already betrayed them, Judas. And Peter, Peter stood over an open fire and denied Jesus three separate times. What can they do now that Jesus is dead? Now that he seems to have showed up as a risen Christ, they don't know what to do with that. Nobody knows what to do with that. Like me today, they went fishing. They went back to what they knew. They went back to take care of their families. They went back to everything as it was normal. Back to three years ago, erasing everything they had done. And there they were out on their fishing boat, professional fishermen fishing and catching nothing all night long. And then, and then there's the smell of a charcoal fire. There's a smell of a charcoal fire. And as they look to the lake shore, there is someone there cooking fish. They've caught no fish, but there's someone there with fish. And that person tells them that if they would just move their net over to the other side, they're going to catch an abundance of fish. But Peter, tired, upset, ashamed Peter, he knows exactly who this is. And he jumps into the water and swims to the shore. There he finds Jesus. Jesus has laid out this barbecue fish feast for all of them. He is caring for them in the midst of their most defeated. They have as they bring in this incredible net of fish that hasn't broken, even though it has so many fish in it, they realize that not only is he feeding and caring for them, but he is assuring that their families are cared for as well. They will sell this fish and be able to continue to sustain their ministry, sustain their community. Jesus is taking care of not just the disciples, but the entire community. They are less concerned. They are in a place where they can hear what Jesus has come to say. And Peter knows it is time for a crucial conversation. So over the smell of that wonderful charcoal fire, Jesus and Peter walk off. Peter, do you love me? Is Jesus' question to him. Peter, do you love me? Peter says, of course I love you, Jesus, of course. Jesus says, tend, uh, feed my lambs. Then he asks them again, Peter, do you love me? Peter says, yes, Lord, I love you. Tend my sheep. Peter, do you love me? Peter says, Lord, you know, you know I love you. Jesus says, feed my sheep. What this three-part thing, every time Peter comes up, you know you're going to get threes of something. So in this three-part redemption over this charcoal fire, in this three-part redemption, we see the work of Jesus pushing back against the three parts where, where Peter had denied him. This is the time where Peter is healed and restored and redeemed of his shame, of his worry, of his anger, of all of his uh, angst that he has at meeting the risen Christ again, knowing what he has done. Jesus has come to him in love. Jesus has cared for him. And Jesus has asked him, do you love me? The word he uses for love is a word agape, all in kind of love. Throughout John, the one commandment has been to love others as I has lo- have loved you. 
This kind of love is not an easy love. It is a self-sacrificing love. When Peter answers uh, Jesus, he's answering in the friendship, in the uh, mentorship mode of love. See, in English, we only have one word. We're very limited. But in the Greek, we have a lot of words for love. So this word for love that Jesus is asking him about is, are you all in? And Peter's like, I'm with you. I'm, I'm, I'm your friend. I'm your follower. I'm your disciple. Peter cannot get to the place that Jesus is asking him to get, and yet he is still given work to do. Flawed though he is, and he is beautifully and wonderfully broken and flawed like all of us. Flawed though he is, he's given work to do by Jesus. Jesus says to him, feed my lambs. He's asking Peter to move into taking care of the future of this community. The lambs are the next generation of this community. Feed my lambs is a, is a commitment to taking care of what comes next, not just for the disciples themselves or for their families, but for the children as they move forward. Peter is to be part of the raising up of the generations that are to come that result in you and I today in our Christian communities. We are the descendants of those lambs that Peter took care of. Jesus asks them to tend my sheep. Tend my sheep. He's asking him to take care of his sheep. These are not Peter's sheep. Let's be clear who the shepherd is. This is where many of us get tired and upset and ashamed because we can't be Jesus. We can't solve all of these problems. We get so wrapped up in trying to be, you know, the uber Christian and for, you know, be the leader Christian or, you know, for our clergy to be the professional Christian. You know, this is not what Jesus is asking us to be. He's asking us to be more like the sheepdogs of helping people to be in community together. Tend my sheep, Peter, not your sheep, my sheep. And then he says, feed my sheep. He's saying that this is the work of your life to bring this community about, to share with them what Jesus has just given them. A fish, that's one thing, but feeding them the words that Jesus had for all of them, feeding them the love that Jesus has shared with them. Feed them what you have been fed. And the final thing he says to, to Peter is, follow me. Don't get ahead of me and don't be way in the back, but follow me. Follow what I have done. Follow the footsteps in the places that I have been. This this is what Peter's work is to do. And Peter leaves this moment. And as we see him later on in the Acts and the letters, Peter has been revived. He is no longer needing to go fishing to avoid all that he had become in the place in which he found himself. He has been cared for. His family has been cared for. And he has been redeemed over that charcoal fire. So what about us today? What about us? Can we smell that beautiful charcoal fire, that feeling inside of me that wants to give up, that was tired, that knows this work is too hard, that knows that this is not a time and a place for me to give up. I just want to rest and do nothing. But I know when I take these feelings to Jesus, I'm going to be comforted. I'm going to be healed. I'm going to be able to give up the sins upon which I am resting, the sins of believing it's up to me, 
That's a sin of pride. The sin of believing that only I can fix certain things. The sin of believing that I have no part in what's going on. I can't stop a pandemic or complete racial injustice, but I can take my steps to move forward. This is the redemption of Sarah. What about the redemption of you? Can you smell the charcoal fire? Do you love Jesus? When we take our baptismal vows, when we know that we have stated in front of a community, even as a small baby and maybe confirmed later on, or some of you maybe as an adult, can we affirm those baptismal vows where we say we will fight injustice wherever it presents itself, where we will, where we will resist evil? We will go after not just evil in the form of people, but also in the form of institutions. Can we rest in Jesus? Yes, but our work continues. We are called to action out of our redemption. Over the smell of that charcoal fire, you are cared for and you are beloved. Do not forget that. And though you may be flawed like the rest of us, like Peter, like me, like all of us, even though you may not get to the complete love that Jesus was poured out into your life, what you have is enough. What you give up in redemption is enough. It is time to rise up. It is time to follow Jesus, to follow in the footsteps. If you pay attention to the scriptures, Jesus has never been afraid to confront shame. Jesus has never been afraid to confront injustices in this system. Jesus has never been afraid to confront the evils of this world. He has freed us to do this work. In that redemption over that beautiful charcoal fire, you have been redeemed. You didn't even have to ask for it. It is there already. This is the grace of Jesus Christ in your life. And because of that love, Our response is essential. What's poured into us needs to be poured out to the community. Feed my lambs. We need to be with the next generation. We need to be watching both where they go and also making sure that they are fed and cared for and that they are a part of what happens next. Tend my sheep. Remembering that our communities are never ours no matter how highfalutin we may be in the system, that community is Jesus's. Feed my sheep. Bring community and love in community out to the world that doesn't yet know it. We cannot make this flock survive if we do not bring in other sheep that come to know the love that you and I have been given. Follow me, Jesus says. In our reading of scripture, and if you're not reading scripture, this may be time to pull out the gospels and start to read them. Look for places where Jesus has led and ask yourself, how can I follow? How in this world today can I go to the least and the lost as he did? How can I step into the shame that so many people feel for the things that they're failing at in life? How can we step into the institutional issues like institutional racism that are in the system right now? How do we step into that? We follow Jesus. Follow Jesus into the world. 
with the smell of the charcoal fire all around us, with the freedom that the love of Jesus has brought out in us. It's not just Peter. It's all of us. May you walk into this world strengthened by the love, tired but cared for in the love of Jesus Christ. As a follower of Jesus, may you step out into that world knowing that you are a piece of what God has unleashed in the power of the love that he has shared. You are essential and there's work to be done. So rest and then get up. Let's go back out there. May it be so for you. Amen.